This week's episode is brought to you by New Beginnings. Sometimes you just need a kick in the pants to start all over and evolve and grow as a person. New Beginnings. Seriously, it took two years to go from Zoras to Dragonic Vanquisher V-Buster. Hey everybody, welcome to the Night. I'm Atlas. And I'm Matt. And this is take two because I didn't hit the button hard enough. We're talking today about G-Zones. And yep. by that we mean like the evolution of the G-Zone from... Cards go in, cards, cards come out. out. Yeah. When when did uh, G-Units first come out? Like 2014, 2015? Something uh, like that? 2015, I think. Early 2015. Yeah, so we're now two and a half years into G-Zones. And things have changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly we're going to be looking at this through the, uh, context of Gear Chronicle because it was a clan literally created with the stride mechanic in mind. Um, but we will obviously be looking at other clans as they have changed. So why don't we get started? Uh, the first thing you wanted to talk about was, uh, Metallica Phoenix, right? Yeah. So Metallica Phoenix is a Gear Chronicle stride that when it attacks, you can flip over anything. And it gains an auto, it, or it, you choose one of your rear guards in time leap. And it was from the second Gear Chronicle TD, something interspatial drag. I don't remember the name of it. Who cares? Uh, but the, the one with like History Maker in it and, yeah. and all that jazz. It introduced the time leap mechanic, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Um, and it was seen as just a staple card for Gear Chronicle for a really long time, uh, until very recently, where people have started removing Metallica Phoenix. In, in instead playing things like warp drive, and the reason, it, and I, and I what, what I gather the reason is, so let the real key is Chronojet G, the new grade three for Chronojet, who has an on stride that whenever you stride into a Zodiac Time Beast or Gear Dragon, you can call a unit from hand and then choose one of your units and time leap it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's so if you stride Phoenix, you lose that free stride skill. So okay, so s- wait. So in both cases, you would get uh, a time leap. It's just battle phase versus not battle phase. Um, right. And you know th- this is a, a meta where um, you more attacks equals better deck for the most part, give or take. Yeah. That said, uh, why why does uh, this take precedence over? Is it because of Chrono Jets GP two when that factors in the next stage later? Or such as cards and Jesus, I can't remember. Sorry, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. No, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Uh, so warp drive does have. So a, a lot of it's so Metallica Phoenix. If you have all the pieces, is obviously very good. But in most game situations, you're typically missing something. Like what? Like you might be missing a. Like, like, you don't have all the pieces for the full combo, right? So you have to, like, find some. You have to kind of move units around. You know, just... But with with Gear Chronicle, like, the ability to just time leap stuff during your main phase is not terribly different from battle phase because let's say you're missing a history maker. Time leaping something in your main phase to a history maker is kind of like adding an attack. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Or, like... 
So I think the reliance on History Maker makes it kind of samey, but... I mean, you also get a, uh, a bottom deck out of it with Warp mm-hmm. Drive. So, yes, I, I, I can kind of see what you're getting at. Yeah, so you end up getting two Time Leaps and a bottom deck for yeah. a Counter Blast and a Soul Blast. Okay, all right, you got me, as opposed to just... And, and in both cases, you get GB2, so what do you care? Um, yeah. But, and... And it's not the uh, ultra or what? What am I saying? Stupid. Buying time is not the only thing they're going into. They're also looking at. They're also everyone is playing altered fate dragon because it's basically a stride that costs a counterblast and binding a trigger. I totally fucking forgot what altered fate dragon is. <laughs> he has an irrelevant effect, but the point is he's a zodiac time beast that you can stride with a right, trigger. right, right. I forgot about that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, like. Yeah, his effect is Axel somewhat... told it to me. You told it to me. I fucking forget every week. <laughs> you can look it up. Nobody cares. Yeah, but like, and I'm next to a computer. I probably should have just been less lazy, but uh, apparently That's... I'm not. So it doesn't matter. Its effect is um, you you stride it, and your opponent's like, "Wait, you can do that." That's what its effect is. Okay, makes sense. Um, so but everything's a lot of sorry. A lot of the other problem with Gear Chronicles, they have strides that like take up so much space like gear groovy like whenever you activate gear groovy's effect you're flipping up two cards right so yeah. like you need you need cards to flip up and then and that's not even counting um flipping up for other effects yeah and then himself also so yeah gear, gear groovy by himself is three cards yes I, well by three the, activate some effect by the end of your is. turn that would like like at the end of your turn that's three cards out of your g zone that are now yeah. up. And, like, you have to play Seabreeze. You have to play, like, 5G guards now. So you only yeah. have 10 spots. Yeah. And, like, you need to fit Huang Long. You need to fit uh, Altered Fate. You need to fit Next Stages gear. Like, if you're playing Gear Groove, you need to fit that. Yeah, what is the deal with Huang Long? It doesn't seem like he does much. Uh, he He's a Gear Dragon with an auto effect. So, uh, just any auto effect, so you can yeah. combine it with Gear Groove. It just seems like you would go into Next Stage more, like... Yeah, you can get something from your bind zone to your hand or call it, but like, is that really worth shoving your groovy into there? Or, well, Huang Long. So you need two gear dragons, and there aren't a lot of gear dragons with like um, auto effects with good auto effects that you actually care about. Well, yeah, because gear groovy came out, and now they've uh, designed space themselves into a corner. Uh, that's a past episode of ours. If you want to go check that out, design space. Eh, anyway. Um, yeah, but the point I was trying to make is that this is this just free thing. Like it's it's well not free, but it, for for a, you just give a unit the skill that just counterblast. And let's say you're playing like Arca or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are start like some people are starting to play Arca for like best of ones because it's pretty easy to get like uh, an extra PG. Like you can just add an extra PG to your hand. Yeah, like you could like this card just says I'm gonna get a free unit to my hand real quick, like. You know, if if you have the spare counterblast, which is not always the case because Gear Chronicle is pretty counterblast heavy. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just a skill that you know your opponent has to think about, and it's end of battle, so it doesn't have to hit or anything. You can do it. So that's now, and then like if you look at Gear Chronicle in the early days, you had stuff like Chronos Command Dragon, which was non-hit. You had Epoch Major Dragon, which was non-hit. You had 
I don't know. Next stage came out pretty early, so that's good. Um, not non-hit. Not non-hit and very good and very expensive. Reprinted twice, still very expensive. When he first came out, he was not terrible. What do you mean? Uh, he was, you know, he was like forty, fifty dollars the price of like an average like GR at the time. Like uh-huh. it was like similar for Amnesty as well. And then once set five came out, the price of um, next stage. Uh, well, once people figured out that you're kind of well, I've really after G guards, the price of next stage started skyrocketing. Yeah, G guards were a big uh, turning point for Vanguard in general because that made strides that just gain power or a crit not very good, and this also kind of turned you know made the meta from the you know like power based to multi attack meta that we have now. And then that made me think of uh, Saint Blow Dragon for Royal Paladin. Which mm-hmm. You flipped it, and he gained 3k for every rear guard you had. And then if you had two or more face up in G zone afterward, he got a crit. So this was crazy in the days of perfect guards, because on your second stride, you could just bait out the perfect guard or kill them. And then now they can just go, all right, G guard, drop a, uh, drop a crit trigger, we're good. Like. Yeah, but first stride is still very powerful because, like, you're pretty much forced to be in position where you have a heal Uh in order to, like, have, like, a threatening next turn. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise you're just like, I'm going to PG your vanguard, defend a bunch, bunch, take some damage, and then I'm going to do my first stride. Like, it's not, unless your clan just has ridiculous first stride, you know, like Night Rose or Gears, like, it's not going to be equivalent. What do you mean? Uh, so... A lot of there are a bunch of clans with really powerful like GB two strides. Yeah, and if they can G guard into their GB two stride, it is very good. Yeah, but if they don't have a heal, then they're basically G guarding into their mediocre first stride, which is not a great situation to be in. Like a good example is like what's what's a what's this like Tajikaze or something, right? Yeah. If they lose first stride and you have to drop a lot of, you know, you have to drop something, some stuff to guard because your opponent's attacking you like a million times. Let's say you're playing against gears or something, right? Yeah. And you're behind, and you, and if you don't have a heal and you haven't reached GB two by your second stride, yeah, like it's going to be a really hard game. Tachikaze does not do well with behind. No, not at all. <laughs> and a lot of decks don't do well from behind. Like a lot of the rear guard centric decks don't do well from behind. Mm-hmm. And so you're forced to like play this catch up game. And like, it's just not it's just not a good place to be in, and so, and there are some GB two strides that can kind of make up some ground. But if you're striding into your whatever your first stride is, it's probably not going to make up much ground at all. Yeah, um, it's also interesting to note that the like basically with G guards, the first stride of any clan became way more important than it used to be. Because a lot of first strides for clans were on hits, which was fine back then. But now that everyone's got essentially eight perfect guards, more or less, um, like on hit isn't going to cut it anymore. So any clan that is stuck with an on hit for its first stride is kind of uh, up shit creek. Case in point, Narukami, Pale Moon. um, And they would be up shit creek until, you know, they got enough complaints for Boucher and finally released uh, V-Buster. And Pale Moon is Oh, man, that card's shit. sweet. I that card know, is right? so sweet. That card so, does everything. I'm so excited for it. But, I mean, it's, it's, not, 
It's not. It's not amazing. It's a, it's a great first stride. Yeah, it is not voltage. Yeah, well, what you want it, it's really great in the mid game and then nothing else. Um, it's not a finisher, which is fine because Snarkami had decent finishers anyway. So um, yeah, voltage. Voltage. The uh, voltage after closer. Oh yeah, that shit is hilarious. My favorite <laughs> is going into closer and people are like, "Where well, you didn't kill me?" I'm like, "All right, stride into voltage." My front row gets like plus thirty four k. Only. Or some, something like that. <laughs> that was just the number I picked off the top. Not of my plus sixty k to your front row. Come or, on. Fuck. I don't know. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. And. And and I, of course, when the game first started, the G zone was only eight cards. Yeah, and you brought up a point that like on hits were fine. I don't think on hits were fine. I just think people had no other choice. Like you had to get GB one somehow. Yeah, and it just so happened that your only way to get GB one was an on hit. That's true. Like and you couldn't spike for the longest time. Yeah, their first like spikes. Let's look at if we look at all the first strides that spikes had prior to GBT nine. They had Dampier Lily, which is an on-hit. Flash Bruce, which is an on-hit. And that's like it. Pretty much. It's just like, this is not an acceptable first stride. It's just the only thing you have. Like, Lily was like, okay. Like, you could do some stuff with it. But it was still an on-hit. Like, you would just mutt. Like, Rising Nova was like saying, came in and said, okay, these guys are useless. I mean, you still had your stride skill, but... Yeah, but... The stride skill does, you know, cost something. Like, counterblast on a card from hand. Yeah. Like, you want a stride that, like, does better with that, which is Rising Supernova. Also true. Um, You can call unit from hand, give it charge, and and also, you know, accelerate... And also accelerate your GB to help help Dirty Picaro. Which is something that you couldn't do before. Also, like if you, before, you would stride into um, the Emperor Lily, right? Yeah. And you still couldn't Picaro on your next turn. Like you would, you would have to G guard into a weak Picaro. Yeah. Well, even before G guards, this would make Picaro so uh, lackluster, is because it would take so long to get there. Yeah, Dirty Picaro is better now than he's ever been because the. Uh, um, Fighters Collection 2017 G Guard slip up another card. So you can, like, easily by second stride get a, you know, call f- a full field with Picaro. Yeah. Um, yeah, G Guards change the whole landscape of the game. Um, yes. And it is definitely something to think about. Um, I don't know what Bushiroad plans to do next, where they're going to, like, fuck everything up. I know this next set coming out is going to change the metagame because you have DIs becoming good, you have Kagura becoming good again, you have Nubatama I don't know what Nubatama's going to do you have Gancelot which makes the N- Nubatama is going to be medium is what it's going to do. You think so? It's going to be, yeah it's going to be pretty medium and it's going to create a lot of rulings problems. Yeah. Because Bushiroad was terrible at developing the rulings for domination. For sure. Like, not, not looking forward to that. Just from, like, like if you read the rules just, like, as written, like, there's still so many unanswered questions, like, from the rulebook. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's just a giant mess. Like, it's clear they didn't test domination and didn't test common things that would come up, and it's, it really pisses me off. It's clear they don't test a lot of stuff. Um, well, 
they test clans that like they don't want to be good to make them not good. Like if you remember in the show, um, Yasue Agoma flipped up any unit, like just flipped up whatever he wanted. Yeah. And then when it came out, it flipped up only itself, which means they felt that it was too good if it flipped up anything. I mean, but it's like not even good when it flips up itself. And it probably wouldn't even be good if it flipped up anything. I mean, like, it's good if you're behind. You can go, all right, cool, I did a field out of nothing. Oh, it's, it's good when your opponent's a five, like every other shot Murakumi unit. Yeah. But the problem is you have to get your opponent to five. Yeah. So there's, this, there's this gap, right? Like, you know, my opponent's at two damage to my opponent's at five damage. I don't know. It's, that, that's, not, that's, like, not really fillable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the G unit started as eight cards, and then... And, you know, you had your on-hits that you would play. You had your rando fighters collection strides that you would throw in there because you had nothing better to do. And then you would have your four staple stride that tried to kill your opponent. Well, like Amnesty or Next Stage or... Amnesty, Next Stage, Saint Blow for Royals back when they only had eight cards. Dogma. Yeah, Dogma. And, like, Saint Blow's not played anymore. Yeah, that's true. Like, you just can't afford to have a stride whose only effect is gain some power on a crit. Yeah. Like, we're in the age of, like, returning PGs. Like, if like, let's look at Ezra's, right? The best returning PG by miles. Yeah. yeah. And there's, it's just like... And, like, the next the next best one is probably Enigma and Calm. But Enigma and Calm doesn't work in the D-Robo deck. Yeah. And... Poor Enigmans. Yeah, well, I, the real problem is the burst mechanic. Like, yeah. Enigma Calm is a great card. Like, if, if another clan had, like, an equivalent kind of thing, like, let's say Kagura had a PG, like, end of, at the end of your uh, battle, your Vanguard attacked, your Vanguard was blazing, Counterblast 1, Soul Blast 1, return to hand. If your opponent has, you know, no rearguards, countercharge 1. Yeah. Like, we would just be like, what the hell? That would be pretty brooks. Like, you, could, you can easily make this kind of card for other clans, mm-hmm. and, like, it would just be absurd. That, that'd be kind of interesting. Like, I want to see how different... Uh like clans would handle the returning pg because like that definitely uh like affects how g units interact with the game in general Mm -hmm. um it it makes guard restricts uh the the whole like guard restrict that's getting more intense too where you had uh originally it was just no great ones or higher and and then you had stuff like guild arriving super broke sauce um and then over time, like, no guarding with grade zeros didn't really do much unless it's the early game. Like, the Tom, Silent Tom himself just kind of faded away. Um, yeah, and Ragnarok kind of sucks by the same token. Yeah. Like, but, you're just like, I don't care. But now they're either uh, ma- making the zeros lumped in with no G guards in the case of Stillwater, which is really fucking good. Or. Presumably. We'll we'll see. But the other thing is they're instead of uh Guard Restrict, they're now having a punishing mechanic when they released uh or they revealed this last week in the anime, uh Claret Sword Helheim. Yeah, this card's so confusing because it almost always ca- is gonna call something. Yeah. But like, why not just make it on attack? I mean the the, the point is to like fuck with your opponent, isn't it? Like the the um... nobody's gonna guard with a bunch of zeros, so you can so you, so you don't call shit. This is never gonna happen. I mean, necessity is the mother of invention. I don't know. Um... Like, ugh, I don't know. This is dumb. 
It is not heart restricted, so there's that. That's good. But like, so the skill is uh, if it hits your opponent's vanguard or your opponent guards with a G guard or perfect or sentinel, that uh, you can call a grade one for every face up card in your G zone. So yeah, the like this is really fucking cool. Except that uh, the only grade one. Like, if you're using this first strike because you have to flip him for the effect, you're only going to call one thing, and the only thing that can hit Vanguard at this point in time from one grade one, unless you have a booster back there, is Night Sky Eagle, which uh, becomes an 11k when it hits the board. What? But think about late game. You can call a full field of 14k columns. I mean... <laughs> well, wait. So they revealed a grade two that if you have a Claret Vanguard, it's a grade one uh, in deck. Claret so Sword Dragon Vanguard. Oh shit! I didn't know. It so was... you so you can't even stride this on Luard and have Claret Sword in the name because you don't have the Claret Sword Dragon. I I'm pretty sure they did that on purpose. That's not like a the crit also from years back also says Claret Sword Dragon. Good. So I, they they've like accidentally done this. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's accidental. I think that's on purpose. Um, no, no, I, I refuse to give Boucher any credit. Jenkins <laughs> fucked up again, man. <laughs> but yeah, so you can't stride on Luard, which kind of and, and call the grade two, which kind of sucks. Again, I'm okay with this. Um, in any fine, case, just loop. Yeah, I mean. These are all boons for Claret Sword, which had nothing for, what, like, five sets? All right, to sets? be fair, Claret Sword deserves nothing. Why? Why? It's just... I mean, they, they, he just he's just so outclassed. Weak, like, who cares? Weak, literally, weakness is a sin. He's the weakness. Yeah. Um, he's, like, he's, like, campaigning to kill himself. I mean... His, uh, even his name, so uh, Helheim is the realm in Norse mythology where Hel, the goddess of death, at least in the case of uh, sickness or age, which in Norse mythology is like the worst sin you can commit, not dying in battle, uh, that, like, that's just the realm where she hangs out. So Claret Sword Helheim is a damn ghost. All right. Yeah. So, hooray. One thing, one thing I want to say about yeah. Helheim, and yeah. I don't think I don't think any of the Claret Sword cards that re- revealed were bad. The real issue is the opportunity cost. Like, it's pretty important to think about what you're giving up to play Claret over Luard. And what's and that? Belial Owl? Belial Owl. And, like, Ease of Ezra's. Wait. Like you can still Ezra's. Yeah, I was gonna say, can't you? Still but it's gonna be first? much more annoying. Well, it depends also, on the time you know, of the game. But also, you know, free strides every turn. Yeah, that that's that's the biggest thing. Um, like that stride skill is painstakingly a plus two, unlike most stride skills, because um, they're really trying to like make up for lost time. Yeah, I think um, Claret's uh, stride skill is very good, but if you try to play Claret like you're gonna play a Luard. You're going to lose to not having grade ones in deck. Yeah, it's going to be almost exactly like uh, Royal Paladin's problem of not of losing grade twos. Ironically, I think you have to play more aggressively with Claret than with Luard. When Luard, the point was to play more aggressively so that you can load up your drop zone, like where you're supposed to call a field, and then your opponent's going to go, okay, attack him, and you're like, okay, cool, put him back in deck. But that turned into the like tanky Luard thing. So, I mean, the tanky the tankiness just beats like bad decks. 
Yeah. A lot of good decks can fight through that, so Lord has to has to uh burn you know, through your hand. Yeah, attack you. Yeah. I don't know. The the rest of GBT twelve is definitely something to keep an eye out for. Um Yeah. This this whole thing's kinda kinda crazy. Yeah. And GB thirteen has like Spike Brothers in it and like It's got Tachis never... in it, it's got Murakumo in it, it's got Aqua Force yeah. in it. I am gonna lose so much money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and then so once um g guards came out they extended the g guard g guard g zone to 16 cards yeah, yeah. presuming that f- four ish of them would be g guardians this new card type that you can d- discard a heal to s- call them from the g zone yeah and they all gain at the time marginal effects which were not well balanced see previous episode yeah, yeah. um and then, at, but now G guards are just kind of ridiculous. Wait, when you said previous episode, do you mean the design space one or? Uh, whenever I talked about how the G guards were not well balanced in Fives Collection, I can't even remember which one that is. Listen to all of them, Matt. No, anyway. it was yeah, it was sometime in April, I think. But okay, moving on. Yeah. Uh, or maybe no, it was a little past April. Uh, maybe it was April. Okay. Anyway, who cares? Um. <laughs> yeah. So. The G-Guards in Fives Collection were horribly balanced, and the G-Guards now are still pretty poorly balanced. Like, there's some clans with, like, still don't have good G-Guards. Cough, Meg, Colony, Cough, Murakumo. Yeah. Uh, and then there are some G-Guards that have... There are some clans that have, like, you know, casual 50k G-Guards, like uh, the new Aluru. Yeah. Here, just like, oh, I guess I'll drop this. I'm 61. <laughs> nice one-card guard. I love that, like, pissy... Like nobility laugh. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, it's just like some clans like are just getting much, much, much better G guards than others. That's true. Like Narukami was getting absolute ass G guards until they got impede, and then impede was impede was great. Yeah, and then also now with all the new binding stuff, Bulwark is good. Which is good. well, it's never going to retire anything, but uh, yes, it is. It, all right. Like, you know how Bulwark works? Yes. Do you know how End of Battle works? Yeah. You, so the point is, you're supposed to retire the attacking thing afterward, and then Chain Bolt goes off and you get binds and shit. That's the point. I mean, the problem is this does not work against top decks. Uh, yeah, more or less. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that that's the problem with Bulwark, is that against top decks, it does not do what it needs to do. Yeah. Like, against... Um, Gear Chronicle, the, the, the thing is not going to be there, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it can only hit front row, if I remember correctly. Yes. Stupid, For some reason. Stupid, stupid, stupid guy. Still, very easy to get the 10k shield, as opposed to before. Oh, the, the, the 10k shield is so free now. Yeah. For sure. And I think a lot of like the high GB costs will be much easier, because you know, base, if you're on the new, um, what is the name, Sparking? Yeah. Yeah, if you're on him and then you stride into a V-Buster, that's like pretty much four cards immediately, assuming your opponent has cards and drop. So you do want to make your opponent put cards there somehow. Yeah. I guess that's a thing. Um, honestly, like the, the easiest way to do that is to call Chatura early because people don't wanna, want you to get draws for some reason. So they'll guard, and then you can just bind them anyway. Yeah. And then my favorite thing about this is that Woe Dragon is going to get super pissed. So, 
I mean, if they have no cards to drop, they'll probably just take Chachara anyway. Yeah. And then they'll be like, please, Counterblast want to get a draw. I don't care. Yeah. Then you just don't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the secret. You're just like, okay, no effect. Yeah. <laughs> Although the deck does seem to have less Counterblast problems now, and and uh, from what uh, the Narcomi guys in Discord are telling me, they seem to agree. Yeah, more or less. From my testing, which I'm guessing is like the probably the dumbest person to be you know doing this i'm like the morty of the vindicators <laughs> i mean this set also has some irrelevant eradicator support that nobody cares i mean I, uh, zillion's a bad card and that's pretty much all i'm gonna say i'm gonna move on from there okay what were we talking about before this uh, we were talking about G zones, right? So yeah. uh, they, uh, we were talking about how Narcomi got a good G garden, so we we kind of went off topic. <laughs> okay, but yeah, so so, so uh, some clans are getting G guard, and with GB eights, these unflipping G guards being good is like much better. Yeah, like now Spike Brothers has like a thirty five k G guard that like enables their GB eight, and their GB eight's absurd. Mm-hmm. And the Spike Brothers G zone, like pretty much all the on hits are like gone at this point. I think. I think they keep around a Cobalt Impulse, like, one or two. No, no, on hit, stride. Oh, yeah, true. No, no, the the deck plays a million Cobalt, uh, cobalt um, Impulses because that card is good. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you need units with charge written on them, and Cobalt Impulse is a charge unit with a relevant skill because it says draw a card on it. That's true. And if you're keeping track, draw a card on, on Hellhard turns is an extra attack. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so there's no reason to cut Cobalt Impulse. Because they literally have to guard it or else they take it they t- you get you attack them again. Yeah. So, yeah. So no no one's no one's cutting Cobalt Impulse. Makes He's much sense. better now than before somehow. Eh. But, I mean like card, cards like to often get new life to them as more strides come out. Um, yeah. I'm not sure who to use as an example here, but so one other th- one other thing that's happening too, and this is in re- relation to dark irregulars, is after set eleven support in Japan, people are playing less Gilderai. There are some decks with zero Gilderai in them. Yeah, I I, uh, I noticed that, and honestly, like I agree a little bit. This is again, and it's because these large G guards make gills just not good. Yeah, like you're like I'm gonna like what else are they gonna G guard? <laughs> and then, like they the, they know that the, there's a possibility for Gill, and sometimes like maybe your opponent like always holds things for Gill and tries to not use them on other stuff, and then you're just like, okay, I'm gonna stride other stuff continuously. Yeah, but um, like the G guards are so big now, like it's so hard to get the kill with Gill. Yeah, the only way to do that consistently is either enigmatic assassin being pulled out for a 20k boost. So even then, like Gear Chronicle can one card guard it. Yeah. Either either <laughs> that, like... <laughs> you either gonna do that or you gotta like probably the best place he can be used now is Amon because you can use the barmaid to get him to like ridiculous ass levels. I mean, but Amon sucks. Yeah, but I mean, like that's probably like his new home. Like he he, he got demoted to IT or something. Yeah, Amon just needs things with crits on them. So yeah, yeah I can probably agree with that. Yeah. Um. But now that turned into so now you got uh, blader mouse, spread of mouth, whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure what the English ma- name is yet. But um, it 
it made everything a little bit different because now you put all of your triggers back before you uh, attack. And also enigmatics. Yeah, but like, you know, <laughs> I, it's not a huge deal. It's mostly just to not die. But also the, yeah. the restand because... Uh, and then that combos with all your other shit where you're like, all right, I'm going to put, you know, two uh, wear tigers in and then draw two cards. So I just recoup my loss. And then, or, you know, to something of that nature where you can put important shit in. And then it goes back. Or like, I'm gonna put the you know these crits in. They go back. Or I put these draws in. They go back. Mm-hmm. Probably draws. That's probably gonna be your uh, main thing to put back. Oh, uh, draws always end up in soul. It's just the fact, a fact of life. Also, the cat ends up in soul a lot. Yeah. The cat disproportionately will soul charge itself somehow. Yeah, you'll put the cat back, shuffle, soul charge itself, draw. Cat, you're like, okay. It's either that or I just draw itself off of the skill. So I just do and then again. you do it again, and then it goes into soul in yeah. your own. <laughs> but, anyway, but either way, like, you know, uh, it, like, DIs went from the, you know, trying to get your way to Gilda Rye to just kind of stride until they die like yeah in blade wings's case you just uh like you just do tibbled over and over until they either deck out or you kill them and then or assuming you didn't kill them on demagogue because demagogue is bay but um and then even then like with enigmatic assassin di's do pale moon better than pale moon does pale moon like it's it's kind of infuriating honestly um and i think the what? A big issue is that uh, Pale Moon just their their stride support is like just been awful. Yeah, it, it has this this uh, this Harry promo stride better be fucking good. It needs to be up first stride. Yeah, because and the, before and before it never comes to the United States. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I built Blade Wings with with the the uh, sentiment that we weren't getting Wear Tiger, and then we got Wear Tiger. So who knows? Yeah. We're, where Tiger's crazy. I mean, also, I, a, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that I may have sent letters to Boucherot. I went through my, like, sent mail to Boucherot. I sent three different letters begging for Where Tiger Jaeger in English. You got a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I bet you what happened was I would be playing it, lose, and then be like, this is not fair. And then just go go to my email. <laughs> <laughs> That'd probably be a good episode. I I want to just like read them all in a row. I don't want to do it now, but like just no, we should definitely not do it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so that's another like big change that's coming. Yeah, uh, and and I, it's it's going to be interesting to me like where like they're all already clans are already playing cards that like they don't really want to be playing. They're just there because you have nothing better to do, like. Kagro would probably take a first stride that's anything else. Aside from uh, Vortex Desire or Oh yeah. Um Mustafa. I mean nobody plays Mustafa, but that's not true. Is that true? Or what not? else is Master gonna do? Oh. Like it's an it's a it's a guaranteed retire versus a an on hit. Yeah, that's true. So there there's like you just play one one and just say, do I need the guarantee? How bad do I need to retire that thing? Yeah. Answer is not that bad. You just strike vortex desire. If the answer is I I need it gone. Mustafa. Yeah. That's smart. I like that. So. Um, 
so I, I would I, I would imagine that Kagro is n- desperately looking for a first stride. And what's funny is that V-Buster is kind of built the same way as um, Ziegenberg. Ziegenberg. And that it has some, you know, Soul Blast 1, Persona Flip, do something non-GB. You know, like you can do first stride and then it has some GB2 skill for later. But Ziegenberg's GB2 skill is so, like, overwhelmingly dominant, unlike um, V-Buster. Yeah. That, like, you really want to use the GB2 skill, not the Soul Blast skill. Or GB3, because it counts. Yeah, anyway. Oh, whatever. Yeah, so oh. <laughs> if, you, if, you use it for, if you use it second stride, you mostly have to flip a copy of himself just to get the... Yeah. Skin. I mean, it, it, it like, one skill fuels the other, so that's fine. But, like, you know. Um, yeah, but... People, you really want to use Ziegenberg for his second skill, not his first. Yeah. V-Buster, you want to use for his first skill, not his second. I mean, having the crit and quad drive is very good. Um, right, but quad yeah. drive is not as good as it looks. It's mostly for the hands, not for the the trigger checking, honestly. Um, yeah, I guess. But still. Because typically what's going to happen is you do... First try V-Buster just because you get a bu- you get a bind eight? in both field and drop. Your field gets a little bit of a boost. And then the the sec and you know, you do that. Well, you again. gain more cards. You you gain more cards in the sense that it's striding like closer or voltage. Yeah, that's true. Like your opponent like your opponent has to guard so much more. Yeah. So true that. Yes, yeah, so, so like that that is one problem with like Kagero's G-Zone is that they still lack like they just lack a first stride that does something for free uh-huh. like a first stride that's like unflip something Soul Blast 1 do some cool shit would be nice that has like some second skill it's like GB3 that you just don't give a shit about yeah like Gaia Dynast is the same way like Tachikaze used to play like a bunch of shitty strides in their G-Zone yeah like Semmer Gavalt and um their on hit which is um like re- on attack retire a guy gets 5k on hit retire something yeah and it's just like this card sucks like this card is garbage and hammer Gavalt is garbage yeah and like gravity gets fine right it's a fire collection stride it's not an on hit it gets huge it gets like you know 41k easy and, and you um you it, with Gaia's stride skill it's a wash um, yeah, you just lose it. three cards, call yeah. two back with guy's stride skill, and then draw a card. And yeah. you're like, this is fine. And if one just of the draw trigger or something. If if one of those is baby Camara, then it's plus. But yeah, um, or you give Camara the stride skill and just go off. Yeah, or or if you uh, if you had Pachycephalo, also a plus. Anyway, um, yeah. what? Yeah. Well, in any case, the the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, so but so they played a bunch of shitty strides. Gradigan is still like decent. Yeah, and they got then they got Guy Dynast, and they were like, "Hey, we can kick every single one of these out because Guy Dynast just does the same thing." Yeah, Guy Dynast takes over Hammer uh, Gewalt still and the on hit still, and you, you know it, it's better, not amazing, but better if you're behind because you can call more of your shit back with that GB three skill. Like the GB three skill is not super insane, but it's good. Yeah. Like it's like a playable skill. Yeah. Um, I can't, we can't say the same about the new Gaia, but I mean, the good thing about this stride is you, you can still stride it just for the name, so that's cool. Yeah, because um, new Gaia is shit. Yep, it's so fucking bad. 
Well, I mean, if you have the best stride still in the game, then, <laughs> you know. And I so the other thing I wanted to mention is that GBA it's kind of changed G- people's G zones a lot. Also true. Like Fighters Collection 2017, prior to Fighters Collection 2017, people were playing like 5G guards just to have options. Uh-huh. Now people are playing 5G guards because you could theoretically go, I'm going to use a normal G guard, I'm going to use a Fighters Collection G guard, I'm going to use a Fighters Collection G guard, and you're going to have five face up G guards. Yeah, that's true. So it's it's much you can get to GBA much much faster. Like the Spike Brothers GBA decks are playing like upwards of like seven G guards. Because yeah. if you pull them at the same time, you don't have four face of G guards. <laughs> so plus you can search yes. your hill triggers, which uh, Kagura's GB eight is kind of whatever, right? It's it's fine. Like they'll play it. It's just not. I'm gonna win the game this turn, hundred percent. Okay, because like I, I Hellhard was... kills probably like like nineteen out of twenty games. Yeah. Um. I was gonna say because they have the same advantage of Conroe and Mecha Trainer, that they they could do the same thing where you know they can just search their heels, right? Um, and it, I mean you're still probably gonna be doing that with your starter Conroe because Denial Griffin is awesome. You need to not die to people, also. Yeah, true. Um, in any case. Oh yeah, public service announcement: Don't Denial Griffin Melon. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're still going to get their zero, and the reason that happens is because the cost, I'm doing air quotes, cost is the gaining of the 4k, so you can still, they can still just get the zero, they just don't get the melon back in their deck, and they yeah. have they have three others, so it's like, what do they care? Um, what I'm really trying to say is, screw melon. Yeah, should have hit that instead of Urwitar. Um <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a similar thing happens in uh, Great Nature with uh, with like Crayon Tiger, where if it doesn't give it red text like Duckbill or something like that, that you're they're still gonna get the draw because it it changes the condition of the game where you just draw a card to retire that unit. Yeah, you've already activated the skill. Well, yeah, exactly. So, oh, another similar announcement with uh, Demagogue, where if you head around like their flying librarian or something, the stuff, the the thing they call to replace it is still going to get that boost from Demagogue. So you just gave them an extra attack for free. I actually think that's why like DI is going to be really scary is I just think like the immunity to header around is really, really good. Yeah. Like no matter how many header rounds they have, none, none of them actually prevent what's happening. Like you just lose a card basically. The the only lower some power of a future attack like if you do it on an assassin yeah so like you know okay your 20k assassin becomes an 8k grade 2 that's still getting plus 23k or something right yeah you've lowered power by 12k but you're still like have to drop three cards <laughs> yeah i mean the, the only one like kagero is now uh now that it's like more of a contender that's going to be a check to it i think um because it gets rid of the card I mean, enigmatic. Like, as long as you have something else to attack with. No, but I mean, like, it, you only have to waste one card on the enigmatic. As oh, yeah, to yeah, four yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Kagro has these pretty free, like, one card guards, but I think yeah. it's still fine. Yeah, that's why also, I said it's a check and not a counter. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, your problem is going to be. Well, you should be fine against Kagro. Like Ziegenberg's kind of annoying, but yeah. with Sullivan's um, skill that Kagro can't really abuse. 
I think I think it's I think it's interesting. Yeah, gear, gears are a pain in the butt to play against. Eleven, the, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11 yeah. <laughs> Such a pain. Yeah. How broken would that still be if the would that still be if it was just the soul blast two if you darted? Oh, that'd be dumb. Yeah. It'd be actually absurd. Why could do? If one or more units is retired from Guardian Circle. Okay. Soul Blast. <laughs> Wait, that would also get around G Guardians because they just go back to G Zone. If, if that was the case. Or G Guards would get around. I'm pretty, that. Sure, I'm pretty sure all Guardians are retired at the end of every battle. Oh. It's just that by being a G, a, a G thing, it goes to G Zone instead of back to deck. Like if you were like if you denial Griffin and Yasui Goma on rear guard, it just goes to G Zone. Oh. Never mind then. Yeah. So I don't I don't think it would prevent that. I would have to read the rule. I would have to double check the rule book, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that everything's retired at the end of every battle. I don't know. I'm I'm so excited for this uh, set to come out. Is it like two more weeks in English? Yep. For English, it's going to be uh, a September good time. First, so yeah, about yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Well, next yeah, week, yeah, I gets huge changes. Um, Nubatama becomes a thing. Late master becomes a thing. Yeah. Nubatama becomes almost a thing. Yeah. Why do you think it's going to be medium? Um, they lack a first stride, and they don't really have an early game. Like a lot of the Nubatama decks that are doing like decently in Japan, they're not like overwhelmingly topping, but they're like, you know, they're okay. They're they're like thirds on on teams for a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Are like playing like a bunch of 8k grade ones and 10k grade twos to like prevent from being like rushed down early. I'm guessing that's like their weakness is being rushed. Yeah, and they're just kind of like going to GB8s. Oh. Also, the Rose matchup doesn't seem very good. Wonder why that is. Uh, all of Rose's units do something on play for whatever reason. But don't they? Hmm. And they can also not have a field. So you have to like you you have to draw a lot of that. Um, what is that guy? The uh, grade two that like on call like shooting stop call. Yeah, you have to draw a lot of those yeah. and like save them. I, well, you have that. You also have uh, Shiranui's uh, GB two or whatever it is. Yeah. But um, not having a stride is just so bad. Yeah. Is there anything in twelve that they get? That's probably not. I don't think we've have we, we've not seen everything yet. Yeah. So I'm gonna I would hold off on saying saying anything about it, yeah. but I've not seen anything yet. Uh, like we know what their GR does, and it's the thing that dominates your opponent's vanguard. Yeah, but like I mean, it's, it's a board wipe, right? Like, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, board wipes are like pretty decent. It's good against good against some clans. I mean, that, that, that's better if you're behind. Yeah, um, and you get you get drive checks out of it. So yeah, I think I think it's like reasonable, but. I don't think that, uh, but I haven't seen anything yet that like solves the first stride problem, which which is a very real issue, and like you your first stride cannot be, you know I'm gonna, your first stride needs to make something happen, in some in some sense like yeah. all the top decks have first strides that make something happen, hmm. like night rows gears di's. And or you know a strong way to protect themselves, which Nuba Tama doesn't really have. They have a nice G Guardian that pulls a Grade One up. Yeah, the G Guardian's really good. Like sure. you look at you look at like that G Guardian is gonna like shut down some decks. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot play like DP like cannot play that G Guardian. 
Like, you have to play double Laurel. Uh, that hurts. Yeah. Like, Tachikaze can't dog me through that G-Guardian. Boo. Well, yeah. you, would have to, like, you would have to attack with Dogma first, which is, like, painful. Right. Yeah. Um, so you, you would have to immediately engorge, which is a mistake I saw. So I was watching a game on CFA the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And the guy's playing, playing Gaia against Kagero, uh, Overlord variant, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, like, strides Dogma, calls a full field, gives the stride skill to his back row, what? attacks with a rear guard column, and gets denied. And I was just like, all right. <laughs> it's just, what the why? fuck? I was just like, why? <laughs> I usually end up giving it to my front row, because that's the stuff I want attacking again. You know, yeah, like Sarka Blaze, etc. Or you know, a column or something. Yeah, but like, but no, just, just but just uh, just you know, both back row, both freezer nicks. Yeah. Attack, attack with rear guard, denial. Oh, okay. The, the best <laughs> part is having someone denial griffin your tank mammoth. You're like, okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> tank mammoth, tank mammoth, legit. Yeah. I love that. If that uh-huh. thing if that thing came in SP, I would totally get it. <laughs> yeah, that card that card's just great. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I do think Tachikaze could use like one more grade to engorge that wasn't a Potomazer, because I think a Potomazer is trash. But, I hate you know. that thing so much. They and Gigant Flame was almost the right thing. Almost. Oh, it's so close. Yeah. It's just kind of awkward. Yeah. It's, it's just, just in like the early two game. turns of awkwardness. It's just like a little much. Yeah. Yeah, after you ride grade three, everything's well and good, but... At least it doesn't have the Fudo Blast problem of, like, needing a copy at all times. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, the whole, it, it, it does have, like, oh, you need another Engorged Rear Guard or a Gaia Vanguard. I, I, I don't understand why I see people running, like, three, and they're like, well, I can just attack a Rear Guard. I'm like, well, what if they don't have one? Right, I mean, you right. just take the loss is the idea. Yeah, you're just like my opponent's not pressuring me, and I'm willing to say I'm willing to trade a card for that. Is is like, is the reasoning? I don't know. Hardly seems worth it for me. But. Yeah, like, people, you know, people see it as like, oh, I can't not attack, right? But you are allowed to just not attack. Yeah, but like that's what the zero damage Glendios does uh, deck does if they can't like not deal damage to you, they just say go. Hmm. I mean, so. isn't it, didn't people just kind of figure out zero damage Glendios and that being just rush it? Yep. The the answer to any freezer deck is rush it. Yeah. Because you cannot wait. You cannot wait. Oh yeah. I mean, you do, cannot just sit around and let let them be at two damage when they ride freezer. You that is not a good place to be. Yeah. It seems like that, that that's the solution for a lot of decks that scare people is rush it. I mean, well, so rushing, like, what's great about playing really aggressively is that you're kind of putting the game on a coin flip. Mm-hmm. And if the matchup is bad or, you know, you don't li- you know, you, you don't think the matchup is good for you, like, putting it on a coin flip is, like, already an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> so wh- while, while it does have its downsides, like, if the matchup is favorable, you want the game to be more normal. Mm-hmm. But if the matchup is bad, you want, you want the game to, you know, not – you want to put your opponent in a position where they have to like alter their game plan. Okay, makes sense. And if people aren't used to that, 
which is you know why I think people are still listening to Seven Runner post post a ban on Crow. Uh, it can be a real problem. Makes sense. Um. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, a lot of the G Zone changes seem to be reactions to what was good before. What do you mean? So, at the the beginning of the game, you had clans with restanders and clans with crit strides. Yeah. It's like Nova's had restanders. Victoplasma. Royals had crit strides. Di had crit strides with a guard restrict. Lambros Um, had restanders. Or Lambros. Lambros was busted. Yeah. <laughs> Aquaforce as a whole was busted during that time. Like, That's true. Once that clan booster came out and they got the new Ripple support, it was just all all absurd. Like, you remember that Worlds was just dominated by Ripples and then, like, one yeah. metal board. Um, I, I mean, that that was, like, the ultimate face-egging for Bushiroad where they were watching their mechanic just die to a rush deck. I mean, they did that this year also. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, true. But still. Just fucking worlds. Of, fucking worlds. I mean, I, I just love when that happens because then Bushiroad is like, huh, we should probably be more careful. And then they're never more careful. They just, you know. Yeah, so, one of the, yeah, so the real conclusion I want to draw here is that the a lot of the changes Bushiroad makes to the G Zone are reactions to what were, was previously a problem. And what, why I think that is an important distinction and the, what, what, what you should contrast this with is this is not a game plan – a game they're developing to look like something, right? They're not – they say we want the game – they're not saying we want the game to look like this. They're saying we need to fix these problems. Yeah. Which is kind of awkward. Like where's the vision here? Where is it going? Where's, is, the, where's their winning image they talk so much about? <laughs> yeah, like each clan has like a direction. But the game itself, I'm not sure does. Yeah, which which kind of which kind of sucks, and like I and, and I I guess I'm kind of um a little more distressed because Nubatama is kind of like really shittily written from a ruling perspective. Yeah, like you want your rules to look like legal shit. Like you you want when you read it to make sense. Like the rule book defines words, like they define the word place right to place a unit. Yeah. And in the exact same rulebook, later, they use the word place in a different context. Really? Yes. I like how you just got mad at me. Yes, Jesus, fuck. It's so, it's so absurd. <laughs> like, this is not how you write a rulebook. True. If you define a word, you should exclusively use that word for its definition. Yeah. Like, it's not hard. And it's, it's, it's just, it just pisses me off that they, that they would define something and then misuse it in the same rule book and then say, Oh, well, well, that's obviously not what we meant. No, no, it should be completely free of context. Like you should not, I should not ha- like once you define something, I should not have to think about is this what they mean? It should be uniform through the entire rule book. Makes sense. And um, I think that's just, it's, it's really tiny detail, but it makes the rule book make so much more sense. You know, what's another thing I noticed, uh, about guard restrict just in general, I noticed as time went on, they made it a lot more specific from no grade ones or higher to no grade ones to no sentinels. Yeah, so what I is think the, the deal? idea is 
is that they wanted to give the opponent more options. So, like, let's say there was some stupid rear guard, right? That was, like, 21K. And it's like, you cannot guard with grade ones or higher. You're like, this is kind of annoying. You have to drop, like, two zeros to this piece of shit. Yeah. But if you just say no sentinels, you're just like, okay, you can't PG this rear guard. You'd be like, okay, here's my 10 and my 5. And it, like, it does, like, it's just, it get, it's giving the opponent more options because really what they mean by grade ones or higher is they don't want you PGing it. Yeah. That's really what they mean. And it mattered bef- more before when, like, numbers were smaller. What do you mean? Oh, so number, I just, numbers were smaller, yeah. like, uh, Managarm. Managarm was smaller numbers, but. Or, like, Glory Maelstrom. Yeah. He's 20, you know, 22K probably, right? Like, it's fine. No one's going to like, yeah. oh, shit, I can't guard. Grand's ones are higher. I got, you know, it's like two zeros and intercept or something. Yeah. But, like, it, and that, you know, that might have been a bigger deal. Like, you forced your opponent to have exactly triggers in hand, right? Yeah. That was a bigger deal because they could theoretically guard it with triggers. But now these, these strides are just so big. Like, you know, you're like 56K, no sentinels, and you're like... All right, so I have to like actually drop down a million cards to guard this thing, and it's just, you know giving the opponent more options to guard with like random cards, which they might not have had before. So, so I think it's just because the numbers are bigger. Yeah, you have to kind of like make guard restrict weaker. Hmm. I don't know. It, it, it seems like it, I, I'm mostly just thinking of uh, the Sharhat stride, right? Where like. Honestly, you don't really care about the guard district. You just kind of use it for the board wipe. <laughs> I mean, whaling is the same. Yeah, and, and the, I'm going to eat my uh, enigmatic assassin so I can use them next turn. But you know, yeah. But uh, like, like, like I said, whaling is pretty much the same. You pretty much use it for the for like you know some kind of catch up, like even try to even the playing field. But like, yeah, there's no sentinel. It's just great when you like double crit and when your opponent no guards it. Yeah. It's like, ho, 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 did it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I It's definitely going to be interesting to see where Bujura takes their um, stride, just mechanics, I guess, next. Um, and I think we're we're about to enter a new era. What with, uh, what was it, Cardfight Vanguard G Zeta or something? Some, uh-huh. kind, of, some kind of Greek letter. Um you know, the, the, they're either going to, like, have to make a new mechanic, which I highly doubt they will, or they're going to have to, like, fix some shit, Mega Colony. Um, and it, it's definitely interesting. I noticed that, like you said, with the reactionary thing, that they're doing pretty well at that. You know, they they, they gave Kagura the best restander in the game. They gave OTT really good guard restricts. The first guard restrict that prevents G Guardians, by the way. Yes, that's true. And it's like a blanket for the turn, and not just a uh... not just themselves, right? Um, in I in either case, like yeah, maybe a reactionary, but it's still a step in the right direction. Um, and I hope they keep that or keep doing that. Just don't fuck it up again. <laughs> Any other things you want to say? No, that that was really the conclusion I wanted. That, yeah, that was really all I wanted to say. Yeah, that, that makes. And like the, the G zone is gonna con- is gonna change like as long as Bush Road feels like uh, big changes need to happen. And like while the metagame is changing, I like the real thing that's changing for the clans is just people who are getting new stuff. Yeah. But like the real thing is that changes G guards is new mechanics, 
fighters collections that like introduce new stuff like the uh, GB8s and the GB and the GB1 G guards. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so beyond the, so whenever stuff like that happens, like you should be very open to large changes in how your deck operates. Yeah. Like if you look at Spike's pre-fighters collection, look at Spike's after-fighters collection, it's completely different. And and they're a contender. <laughs> yeah, the deck's good. The deck is very good. Yeah. Um, anything crazy happen to you this week? Like as a person? I, 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 I'm, I'm, I went to an interview for some tutoring gig. How'd that so go? Get that. It's like forty dollars an hour or something. That's pretty good. Yeah. My this would be nice. Yeah. I um, work this like eight hours a week. Be fine. <laughs> I I uh, I started going out with this girl who has like an equally crazy name as me. So that's interesting. I've I've never I've never dated someone with uh like a weird name. Um, the 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 closest thing to that was I dated someone with an old lady's name when I was in high school. That was it. Oh, Esther. I see. No, no, Frida. You're close. Though. <laughs> um, still, I I don't know. I I um, I'm also taking this uh, these two history classes over the Tough summer. Off. Yeah, at at UC Riverside, but they're both with the same professor, and he's awesome. And I'm you know literally halfway through because I'm halfway through the third week out of five. So. Nice. Uh, it's scary. I don't know that I'm going to have to be an adult after that. That's crazy. Um, we'll keep bringing stuff to you. Don't forget, you can find uh, find us on Twitter at Nexus at Night. You can find me at Atlas Novak, N-O-V-A-C-K. You can find Matt at Wiggum's 2G's, 2Z's, right? That's right. All right. I, I keep having to say 2G's because even though most people, like, that's how you spell Ralph Wiggum, I keep forgetting. So that's mostly for myself. Um, yeah, well, uh, we'll see y'all next week. We're, we will be... And I don't apologize for political tweets. Oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you're probably the only person I know who actually keeps up with that stuff and doesn't, isn't one of those people who's like, I, I had to turn it off. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. Like, really? Come on. Nice privilege. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm mostly talking about my mom. My mom is one of those people. Anyway, until next time, I was Atlas. And I'm Matt. And have a good night, everyone. I want to take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet... Me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.